Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Raw, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week. Complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As Roundup of the wheat. Roundup of the wheat as well. The uh, potatoes on the other one. <laughs> you can also check out, yes, our Rampage preview right now. But as I said, joined by Michael Sidgwick uh, to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. Uh, a pretty sparse lineup in terms of what they've actually advertised. Only two matches, as far as I'm aware. But lots to discuss with you, because we haven't really had a chance to talk about this show for, for quite some time. What do you make of the new look, SmackDown under Papa H.? And uh, this road to clash at the castle. Yeah, that's good. But what about um? Nah, it's, mm, it's bang average. So with some good bits, I'm being a dick. We could do a weekly roundup. Okay. Because there's wheat in beer. We do a podcast where me, you, and ha- Hamlet just like yes. start drinking and like <laughs> the boys just get on it. The boys just get. Uh, where are you? Uh, what are you doing tonight, Michael? I'm going to the pub. What? It's for work. Hey, it's for work. It's for work, so we're doing the Wheatley Roundup. <laughs> uh, so what's it? Wheat, barley, hops. Yeah, it's chocolate. Malt. Malt. Uh, just have some beers. Okay, what's your favourite beer? Uh, Foster's. What's your actual favourite beer? Uh, I mean, like a Pilsner or an IPA? Or? Yeah, I, I like I like a nice... Nice hoppy IPA. Mm, me too. Um, but I'm 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 not much of a connoisseur. It's a bit like wine. When when people are like, what sort of wine do you want? I'm like, well, either white or red. <laughs> like I cannot tell the difference between. I'm, I can probably tell the difference between like a one pound bottle of wine and a fifty pound bottle of wine. Yeah. But once you get past like ten quid, it tastes like wine. Yeah, I really like a nice hoppy tropical. Yes. Like really bright IPA. Mm-hmm. When you get like really sort of. Um, like the dark IPAs, the thicker ones. I'm not really a big fan of those. No. Um, so I'm basically a basic summer bitch when it comes to an IPA. <laughs> um, really got into neck oil recently. Neck oil's a lovely sessioner. It's deceptively like... Oh. It's one of those parts. Like, instead of having a really strong IPA, I'll have five of these. <laughs> yeah. And it knocks you on your ass. Neck oil's... It's in, like, especially summer outside. Such an eminently quaffable mm. uh, drop. I love a sour. Yeah. I absolutely goddamn love a sour. I think I prefer a sour over an IPA, but they're not as readily available in the UK. Like, the UK supermarkets have finally got a bang on. Here's all this, like, let's face it, 
stupid gimmicky brightly colored cans that compete for your attention. And it's IPA, 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 IPA. And they've usually got like two or three sours on mm. a gimmick. One more sour. All I remember, last time we went out for drinks, I remember you and, and Hamflet having a sour. And for some reason, I couldn't have one. I was like leaving or something. And I was absolutely gutted. Yes. I love a sour. Love a sour. Love a bloody sour. That it's not that um, available. And, you know. I'm not a big mango guy. It's always this mango or a strawberry sour. Like those are the two one, two fruit flavors I don't like. No. Um, I had a beer the other like not too long ago. Bloody lovely, and it was like a collection of flavors that you just wouldn't expect to go well together. It was maple pecan rhubarb sour. Oh, oh my god! Genuinely tremendous. I had a cherry coke sour as well. Oh, Look, luckily it wasn't quite as good as you. The, those are like three of my favorite things in the goddamn world. Yeah. I'd be in trouble if it was as good as the the sound of it, but it wasn't quite that good, but it was a decent drop. I've changed my mind. Do you know what my favorite beer is? Literally any beer at an airport. Yes. Oh, just, I just, I'll even drink Carling at an airport because of, because of the implication. Because of the implication. I because it's it. just the, yeah, you drink piss. If it had alcohol in because it's like any, any time's allowed as well. Just it's any time is allowed. Oh, they've got the flight. The kids up at one. Get there for three. Pass through security. Get to like half three a.m. Beer. It's <laughs> beer time. Beer me, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the road to clash at the yeah. castle. Um, We're going. It should be good. Well, I'm going. Yeah, I've got it. I can't go. Um, You're an idiot with this calendar of yours. I know. Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. All they've been told for tonight is more of that. Um, but I do like Sami Zayn's involvement in all this. He is the yeah. I'd almost prefer Sami Zayn to have the match. <laughs> That's kind of the issue. Look, I'm going to go on record here. We have to talk about a, a broad, general discussion about what's happening with Sami Zayn and Roman and Drew and Roman because there's nothing specifically advertised mm, no. to preview. So we go not actually preview it. Drew and Roman are having this. Like if you if you just watch it, right? It's like it's fine. They are big units. One of them's a bigger star than the other. The other one's well-liked enough in the spot, which is effectively a stadium-sized B-level pape. Is there anything in the story that's so detailed or so bold or so believable, I'm talking about John Moxley versus CM Punk, that genuinely grabs your attention, scruff of the neck, you're going to have an opinion on this, you're going to be so anxious about the drama that you're thinking, could this even possibly be good because the stakes are that high? Is there anything like this in the story other than some well-performed back-and-forth verbal material? Is there anything that gets you so jazzed where uh, if it was Clash at the Castle tomorrow, it would just make your life so much better because you can't wait to see it? Yeah, I mean, like, my, my excitement... It's of, fine. Yeah, my excitement of it was improved because of the effort that was put into the match at SummerSlam involving Brock Lesnar. And there's nerves as a, an, an honorary member of the bloodline, as a stand for, for Roman Reigns and his gang. This is the most concerned I've been going into a pay-per-view for quite some time, or premium live event for quite some time, that Roman could lose the titles. I'm maybe less concerned now it's both of them, if that makes any sense. If it was just the WWE Championship, I'd think probably Drew leaves with this. But then again, it's, you know, it's in his backyard of Wales. Yeah, I know. 
Um, it's one of those. It's just like I just and yeah. then you've got the spectre of carrying cross hanging over all this as well. So I don't know if that this it helps my nerves a bit, uh, or anything like that, but. Yeah, Sami Zayn's the the only constant in this that I just adore. Yeah, before we get to Sami Zayn, like, it's just, I don't know if I'm missing something, but basically the gist of the story is Roman Reigns saying, I'm the guy who can carry this company on my back, and you aren't. And Drew's like, yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, I can. Let's have a bare knuckle fight, then. Well, you will find out when you pull up. It's my, one of my favorite videos on the internet. Ronnie Muckpickering. <laughs> Drew McIntyre. So it's all a bit like, no, I can are you sure? Because I'm doing it and you're not. Well, I'll bloody prove it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a story, is it? It's no. just two guys each laying claim to being able to do something and then settling it. It's not like this twisting. They can't, Triple H can't tell stories. <laughs> except he kind of is telling one, except it was actually Vince. But he's tweaked it, seemingly. So the Sami Zayn, Roman stuff is great. Their chemistry together is fantastic. Roman Reigns manipulating Sami Zayn for his own ends, which is all the character's about. And Sami Zayn's realization of A, he's not going to kill me. And I've just outmaneuvered Roman here for my own ends. It's genuinely really quite good. And Sami Zayn's a treasure. Fantastic at this role. Has been for ages at this point. So I really like that. And I'm telling you now, right? There's going to be a moment where it'll click. And my. It happened with AEW where I was sometimes quite defensive over it. And I was like, no, no, every direction pretty much has thought behind it. I'm jaded with AEW with a lot of things. Yes. And that would be incredible for me to think, even in 2021, there might be the moment where, you know what, I'm just not going to have this blanket default cynicism with WWE, justified, informed by its mm -hmm. all modern history. If they build this thing to, like, WrestleMania, and it's Kevin and Sammy, baby faces versus the Usos, WrestleMania and the journey is incredibly interesting. Maybe that'll be the moment where it's like, right, Triple H can do it. I'm back on board. I'm back on board. And then I see all the camera cuts and think this is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never fucking think the same way about it again as I did 21 years ago. But still, yeah, that's me being facetious. And if they do do that, I will tweet in the event that the competitions division doesn't improve. I will tweet and imagine me saying this in 2020 after Revolution 2020, the debut of FTR. You may get deft master plan from FTR to split apart the elite. Imagine me tweeting this, and I will. If what I've just laid out for WrestleMania happens and AEW doesn't improve in the meantime, WWE has a better tag team division than AEW. I will tweet that out. Print it, frame it, hang it in the Louvre. <laughs> I'm I'm slightly concerned. I'm getting this is a ooh, this is a storyline from back then. Eugene and evolution is my only concern with Sami Zayn and the bloodline. I don't think they'll do that. I think it's a very different time, different story, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But maybe you know because he's doing the whole honorary use thing. The use is like fuck out of here, and Roman's clearly like, especially after last week. I think he's got a purpose to serve for us, and maybe it all blows up in his face. Who knows? Yeah, because uh, Sami Zayn. And, you know, if you look at Triple H's book, and he's basically went, let's make it 2015 again. Yes. Let's make it 2015 again, and, you know, it's working. Sami Zayn, I know he's had a run as a babyface on the main roster, but obviously booked by Vince, it was never going to be good. Like, Sami Zayn could have a Twilight Years career babyface triumph, and arguably 
He's in the top three baby faces in the 21st century. And we've had Tanahashi. We've had Mox. We've had Daniel Bryan. Like, it's not been the best era for baby faces um, because it's just heels are cooler. Mm. But Sami Zayn is a top three North American or worldwide baby face in the 21st century. That's how good El Generico was. Well, how many times have we sat here on podcasts or literally just sat around the office and said he's he's cracked WWE's code? Like yeah, he's no. worked out, he's gamed the system. And he's obviously clever enough to get over against type, knowing the rules by which he has to play. So if he could just be himself, that could be even better. And now as well, he's got that currency with the audience where he straddles every line at this point in his career where... Everyone of the sort of nerdy, hardcore persuasion will forever love him as El Generico, so he's got that inbuilt respect. But he's also got the respect of those dickhead WWE fans on Twitter who think The Miz is the best Intercontinental Champion of all time. <laughs> yes. With the Roman Avis. They love Sami Zayn because he's a really entertaining fixture of sports entertainment-style TV. So they absolutely, they've endeared themselves to Sami. They get behind him. They connect with that character. They'd be fully prepared to go on the babyface journey. So he could be this like unifying force in wrestling. So it's definitely money in a Sami Zayn babyface turn. And Kevin and Sami versus the Usos at Mania is the play. Mm. Check this out. Michael Cole-esque this. Switching gears now, uh, Michael Sidgwick. Would love to know your thoughts on the women's division, specifically Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, and Ronda Rousey. What is going on there? Uh, I don't really know. I don't really know what they're doing with Liv well, Morgan. They're making Liv Morgan look like a complete geek. Yeah. I love Brian Alvarez for popularizing that. Geek. Geek. Look like a complete geek. Would you say, in the words of another uh, wrestling analyst, in, would you say the goodwill, perhaps, towards Liv Morgan has been somewhat whittled away? Whittled away. Yeah, because they've looked like a complete geek. Um, so, yeah, I don't care about Liv Morgan. Um, clearly, it seems like Triple H doesn't either. He wants to reinvent Shayna Baszler again. It's going to be ne- he just he's basically said right. I love it as well. Everyone speculated for years. Triple H probably thinks that Vince is a complete dickhead for ruining all of his hard work. Mm. He's been pushing a rock up a mountain. He's actually did it and then got to the top. And Vince has went hey, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's just knowing he's doing what he knows. And what he knows is how to get Shayna Baszler over, in his, to his credit. So, yeah, it feels like Liv is just a residual Vince distraction that he needs to get out of the way so he can get to Shayna and Ronda and all the rest of it. Oh. I would say the women's division, um, people are confusing um, returns of wrestlers they like, albeit in roles that aren't the best, Dakota Kai and Bailey, who should be baby faces. They are confusing profile... Length of matches with great quality, in my opinion. Yes, Io Shirai and Asuka had some fabulous blistering exchanges on Raw. Yes, it's so much better than AEW's division, like by miles and miles and miles at this point. But I don't still, I don't still think it's perfect. Like, look at Liv, look at some of the miscast. Like, Bailey should have come back as a babyface, in my opinion. And um, I think the matches sometimes go on like Tamina in a ten-minute match, Dana Brooke in a ten-minute match, Alexa Bliss in a twenty-minute match. This novelty will wear off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But he's doing a better job than Vince, and he's doing a considerably better job than Tony Khan. Yeah, and uh, obviously I'm incredibly... Biased. I think Shayna gets strapped up a clash at the castle. I completely agree. This is the most confident I felt as a Shayna Baszler fan since uh, WrestleMania 36. It just, I was always there. You, don't, you don't keep the title on Becky. Yeah. Look at that. You've literally done the, the Rocky Three story. Everything's yeah. gone to Becky's head, blah, blah, blah. 
And then, oh, no, no, we're just going to have Becky win. And I think she might have even known she was pregnant at that point and said, oh, I should probably drop the belt. And they went, no, 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 insane. Because there's very little to actually preview for tonight's show, and I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe a contract signing or something. I'll still be cynical until WrestleMania. Um, after which I'll probably still be cynical. <laughs> it feels to me like Shayna is Triple H's um, star here. Project. She'll win a clash at the castle. Then Shayna Baszler versus Ronda doesn't feel WrestleMania sized. It feels like a really int- it wouldn't work in a stadium. Um, it feels like a really Royal Rumble-y sort of match. And then Ronda could do something massive at Mania, like the Becky thing. Theoretically massive, it, it needs work. But that's how I see all of it going long term. Yeah, exactly. And and the potential. I'm astonished that we've managed to do this, for, to have this sound effect associated with potentially Survivor Series this year. Oh, my God. Like, you could have Walter versus Bobby Lashley, two big men slapping meat, and... And I, I don't, you and I both don't like the whole champion versus champion. Red versus blue. Was it brand warfare or whatever yeah, it's called? Yeah, one out of here. Yeah, but <laughs> that that combine. I don't know what the bloody hell you do with Roman and that, but still, that combined with Bianca Belair versus Shayna Baszler. Considering the fact that, that that with trips in charge, you might actually be able to bloody reference their history in NXT yeah. together. Maybe it's going to be all right, Maybe guys. Maybe it's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? A try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Um, right, let's talk um, about this um um, snake bit, cursed tournament, whatever you want to call it. Well, at least one side of the bracket is. It's not cursed. They didn't do that admin. Well, granted, yeah. They had their organization was a mess. 
Yeah, uh, last week, of course. But we can't say who didn't and didn't travel to a different country and the reasons behind it. But um, if you wanted to be cynical, you would say, right, someone didn't do that administration, and that's why something went wrong. Mm. It was they said it was because Zoe Stark was concussed in her title match on NXT. If I have to talk around it, like wrestling promoters and wrestlers aren't just complete lying bastards. Yeah. Uh, then they got replaced by Toxic Attraction, who won. And then subsequently, uh, I can't remember which one of them is now injured, so they can't compete. So we've got a second chance fatal four-way. <laughs> Ironic, the, the rant you went on earlier. Dana Brooke and Tamina uh, versus Zia Lee and Shotzi versus Nikki A.S.H. Did you Abby? Sorry, I just saw a bunch of names I don't really care about, so you're going to have to do this again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dana Brooke and Tamina. Zia Lee and Shotzi. In a match together, the four of them. Yeah. Well, not just four of them, because also you've got Nikki A.S.H. and Diepi and uh, Natalia and Sonia Deville. Well, there's a f- what four way to, to pick the team to pick the team effectively to lose to Raquel Rodriguez uh, and Aaliyah in the semi final. Aaliyah's going to the final. I reckon so because they're going to. Aaliyah. Well, it's because c- it, it's only because Aaliyah's with Raquel Rodriguez and Dakota Kai's on the other side with with Io Sky, of course, waiting in the. Cares about that. Oh, well, Triple H, obviously. Well, the alternative, of course, and I was... And Roman Sisson on Twitter. What is it? Roman Sisson. You know, that S-Z yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, but the alternative, of course, I, I probably... Is anything but Aaliyah? I'm sorry, but... Well, like, yeah. The, 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 I'm presuming that maybe this happens after they've crowned new tag team so champions, but D- there's Dakota, obviously... Dakota and your Sky, right. Go through those four teams again. Dana Brooke and Tamina. No. Zia and Shotzi. No. Nikki A.S.H. and DGN. Yes. Probably lesser of all the lesser of all the Greenals. And Natalia and Sonia Deville, who just lost. I don't want to tell you ever again. I've watched them for 10 years. Basically. 12 years. Is there a chance? 13 years, maybe? 14? Yeah, probably. What year are we in? Yeah. I, I've seen enough of Natalia, even though she's more solid than the rest. So, my Nikki, own- dude, Nikki Ash can play situational babyface better than, like, Shotzi is not ready. Zia Lee is reckless. Shotzi's also reckless and not ready. And Zia Lee's, yeah. So none of them. Natalia's boring. Nikki Ash is a good worker. Dewdrop is a good worker. Yeah. And they can play babyface situationally in that match. Particularly, other finals aren't a clash at the castle, are they? Because they're occupied. And they're... Look, yeah. just put the best workers in the tournament final, for God's sake. Mm. Well, of course. the Sorts of is over. It's one thing that'd be not particularly great in the ring. But, oh, you know, if you're over, you're over. And you're, like, she's not over and she's not very good. I'm sorry, she just isn't. Mm. 2008, you were right, Natalia. First debuted on the main roster. Uh a villainous character accompanying... Can you remember who she accompanied in an attack on... I think it was a house show, actually, maybe. An attack on Michelle McCool and Cherry off of... Was that off of Deuce and Domino? Cherry. Oh! Oh! Hey! Stop looking at my chick! Oh! And stop looking at my sister! Oh! Oh! Uh, Victoria was who she uh, accompanied initially. <sighs> But anyway, what was the one? Oh, yeah. So the alternative to all this is, and I, I'm, maybe it happens tonight. I'm 
I doubt it, but maybe. There's always a maybe, and especially with this whole second chance. Oh, we've got four teams who are all a bit, eh. like you say, none of, them, none of these teams are winning this tournament, in my opinion. So, yeah, put, I really like the the, uh, the alliance between ASH and Dewdrop, even though they've been a bit crap. Ever since. There's been no justification for them to stick together. It's like, let's team up and still not win a lot of the time. But the alternative, of course is the thing that I just keep talking about on podcasts constantly because it makes good copy, and it's probably going to happen eventually, and that's the return of Sasha Banks and Naomi because of, oh, wouldn't you know it, Dana Brooke and Tamina have broken down on the way to the arena or whatever it may be. It's like all been attacked backstage. Is that because Tamina's a robot? <laughs> that never built right. You know, would a robot do this? It's time to play the game! Up uh, some wires loose there. She's talking a bit like, uh, you know, like she's exasperated when in fact she's meant to be firing people up or something. Uh, this one's gone wrong. But the f- factory sentence. <laughs> Reset. I've got a paper clip. Um, so could we, could we see a return of, uh, of Sasha Banks and Naomi on tonight's show? Uh, no. If, Eventually. If in fact they're coming back, right. Um, surely it would be like the winners are celebrating in the ring and then they come out and then they that's you know theoretically a big match and it's Sasha Banks and Naomi making a long way to return to fight uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Alea <laughs> I would like, I would absolutely love it if at the close of one of the two women's matches at All Out lights go out Bernardo's just there just, just for the cope, just, just for the cope. I wouldn't, honestly, genuinely, I would not wish this AEW women's division on Sasha Banks. I wouldn't. It's so beneath a, le- a star of her level. Mm. Like, I would love to see Sasha Banks in a promotion I like, but unfortunately, she's a woman's wrestler, so I didn't, don't. Just, just for the cope. Like, give up f- ten million of your personal fortune, just so me, Michael Sidgwick, can watch the cope unfold on Twitter. <laughs> Do it. Um. I remember tweeting that at the time when they, quite rightly, walked out. And I tweeted something along the lines of, you know, there was that gift doing the rounds. I think it's Willem Dafoe in, in American Psycho, where he's like, go, obviously. He's basically yeah. doing the, the oh, obviously thing where he's, I think he's interviewing Patrick Bateman yeah. or whatever. Uh, and I tweeted that with like, WWE fans suddenly remembering that Sasha Banks and Naomi actually suck now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the replies were, well, I should expect. Um, anyway, let's talk. You, you alluded to it earlier, obviously, uh, the, the, the fact that Triple H is going, right, all these guys you've messed up, Vince. I'm just going to re-show you that they're good again now. And that's happening with Ricochet as well. Is it? He's, he's been putting on some good performances. We, well, it's not, it's not even... He always puts on good performances because it's Ricochet in the ring. But he's been actually given time now, and he's been given a bit of a feud um, because he's... he's with... He's, Happy Corbin. I was like, how does how does that get the best out of Ricochet? Well, it just how does put at least he gets him in a ring. Oh, <laughs> oh God! The wrestlers wrestling in the ring. Oh my God! And you can say wrestling Praise now. Praise <laughs> Put a crown on his head. Put him in gold and a statue. Encase him in gold. Make a golden statue of Pepe H. Because he's what he's done right. Is he's put one of the most spectacular wrestlers of the 21st century in a ring, right? Better than now. Does he deserve that praise? Or who should we program him against? Who's going to have these absolutely unbelievable mouth 
watering, jaw-dropping, state-of-the-art. I can't believe you're moving like that in the ring. It's blowing my tits off, right? Who is the most perfect opponent to maximize this brilliance that we have on Ricochet? Happy Corbin. Have a f***ing word with yourself. Hey, Pat McAfee's a fan, and he, he helped Pat McAfee kick a football into the crowd the other week, and that got over, so... Like P- Pat McAfee dust. Mm. Indeed. Yeah, exactly. How's the standards made? Ricochet wins. D- that was a shrug, everyone, for anyone wondering there. Um, right, finally, let's talk about something you do actually like, because I overheard you talking about this in the office the other day, uh, in terms of stuff that actually Clash at the Castle is shaping up to be a pretty tasty affair. Of oh, oh, tasty. Uh, it's different gravy. You are different gravy. Uh, and that's the uh, the Intercontinental Championship. I want an 11-inch cack, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying, finally, people are respecting the legacy of this title. Um, Gunther, obviously. <laughs> you're you're going to get your f- head kicked You're going to get your head kicked in. You're going home in an ambulance. <laughs> uh, he obviously has been uh, uh, fighting uh, Shinsuke, defeated him, and then we had that, um, I think it was a five-way maybe last week, and it's going to be Sheamus challenging Gunther in uh, in Cardiff. Cannot wait for this. Like, even if I wasn't going, and I am going to enjoy the show, yeah. even if I wasn't going and I was going to watch this on television, I'd be so up for this, right? Because Seamus, right, is uh, a unicorn. Okay. Right. Where he's just kind of allowed to kick ass and work really stiff. We know Vince... And is well past tense now, thank, thankfully. Well, um, now he's seventy-seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know of his uh, various edicts and his preferences and all all the rest of it. Like when people have gone too fast or too hard, like, what are you doing, pal? That's too exciting. You'll hurt yourself doing that. Ah, oh, so nice, Vince. You care about my body and my well-being. No, dickhead. I need you on that road for three hundred days a year, so you'll give them. Th- 20 miles per hour matches, <laughs> which if you add it all up, means you're actually really going harder and the injury record's worse than it was in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But I need you in every town so I can get the most amount of money pos- possible. Hey, boss, ain't these rights fees worth more than a live gate? I, I want it all, dickhead. Squeeze all the juice out of you. I want all the juice out of you. But in order to <laughs> get every last drop, right, you're going to have to go less hard than is exciting just... A more dates, brother. So that's how his philosophy operated. Mm-hmm. Seamus was like, I was going to hit people really, really hard and have these stiff, really good matches. I'm telling you all the time. And Vince just went, oh, okay, pal. <laughs> for whatever reason, like he always circumvented this. Oh, I don't work too stiff. It's WWE. You can't hit too hard. Seamus said, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, no, hang on a second. That's the wrong one. There we go. We're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna do it anyway. And you like it. Uh, <laughs> so imagine Seamus, who was never not stiff in a company that was, don't work stiff. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna work stiff. He's gonna work even stiffer. And he's gonna be working Gunta. Yeah. Who's. Kind of, he's not Walter Stiff, but he can be again. Now mm. that Vince is gone, that bitch, you didn't like Stiff stuff. They're going to kill each other. 
They're going to pound on each other. They're going to hit each other really hard. And I'm going to love it. Mm. And he's, his, obviously his skin is more weathered from years of wrestling um, than mine is. Yeah. But he's got that pale skin like I've got, and I, I bruise like a bloody Can peach. I just double-check that their hypothesis? I'm not going to <laughs> Yeah, Walter is going to turn him like a horrible, horrible shade of red. Yeah, you remember the the T-shirt, the We The People T-shirt that they had that was like the outline of <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, It's going to be that, but for the rest of the year for Seamus. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Oh... So maybe he's going to kick Ludwig Kaiser's head in this week or something. Imagine Walter versus Danielson. Not only the craft, not only like the eight stars it would get, but the state of Danielson's body. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I've bummed myself out. <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you check out our Rampage preview to uh, WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. And we'll be back with uh, WrestleCulture and a hashtag Blue Good Quiz, uh, all about wheat. A little bit later on today, but for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.